Block 3 HL Biology class. On this episode of Biology with Business Majors That Don't Know What a Cell Is, we're going to be discussing the third line of defense. Do you want to introduce yourself, Pradi? Hello, everyone. My name is Pradi Dayal. I'm an undergraduate at UChicago doing economics and data science. Um, I last took biology uh, about six years ago, freshman year of high school. So I don't know what the hell the line of defense is, and I'm excited for this call today. If he can understand what the third line of defense is, we're all going to get sevens. <laughs> so, uh, to start off, we're, we're going to be discussing the adaptive immune system, right? We have a non-adaptive and an adaptive immune system. Um, and there's two, two specific things about the adaptive immune system that's very interesting. First is that it's specific in its response, right? Meaning that it recognizes specific pathogens and targets a specific response to those pathogens. And the second thing is that it's how immunological memory works, meaning that it can the next time you're reinfected with that pathogen, the body can respond rapidly and then produce a specific response to that pathogen. So, Sophia, uh, what's a pathogen? <laughs> Thank you very much for your question. Um, a pathogen is a basically a disease-causing microorganism. A disease is any condition that res- disrupts normal human functioning. So it, the body can no longer maintain homeostasis, how the body normally operates, and a disease can lead to an illness. For the body, anything that is not the body is necessarily, um, not necessarily, but potentially damaging. Okay. Right. And so, so a pathogen makes your body go out of whack and that's a disease. Yes. And the disease okay. can lead to an illness. And the adaptive immune system's job, right, is to kill off these pathogens. Um, and they, they, the adaptive immune system only comes into play when the non-specific immune system fails. <laughs> so a non-specific does not target a specific pathogen. It just yeah, kills it, things generally. So you have things like your skin, right, which just blocks everything from entering your bloodstream. So that would be an example Mm. of a nonspecific immune system, right? And um, so we're discussing specifically, okay, now the pathogen has entered the body and the body needs to deal with it. So how do we develop a specific response to that pathogen? Okay, so you have a pathogen and you have the body. How can the body tell what isn't itself? Right. How can the body differentiate between Mm -hmm. a pathogen and a normal cell? Right. Yeah. And that's done through something called a major histocompatibility complex genetic code. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Mouthful. Very accessible. (laughs) All you need to know is MHC code. So MHC code um, is, is a part of your genes and it codes for MHC molecules. Right. And these molecules are present on the surface of all cells with a nucleus. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what do you mean it codes for? It codes for, it means like um, in the DNA, right? There's a little section in the DNA called major histocompatibility complex. And that codes for these specific molecules. So these molecules are produced in the are protein, basically. And they are expressed in the surface of all cells. Okay, so, so the code is instructions in the DNA to make this kind of thing yeah perfect (laughs) okay so and and it makes these mhc molecules right and they are expressed in the surface of all cells and they each have an associated antigen do you mean (laughs) that they hang out on the surface of cells 
yeah, uh, the the antigens bind to these molecules. Sorry, no. So there's a cell, and then yeah. there's this MHC thing, MHC, which sits yeah. MHC, which sit which sits on the outside of a cell. Correct. Correct. <laughs> okay. So okay. the gene codes for a protein that hangs mm-hmm. out on the outside of the cell. Got it. And then you have, um, they, like, each cell produces antigens as well, which are basically just protein. And these antigens attach to the MHC molecules, <clears throat> right? And okay. each type of cell has its own specific antigen. So the body knows, like, oh, this is a skin cell. Oh, this is a lung cell because of the antigens. What is the antigen? I don't understand. Is it a label for the cell? Exactly, yeah. An antigen is a label for a cell. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so, so there's a cell, yeah. there's a thing that sticks on to it, the whatever, MHC, MGC, M, MGK, whatever. And yeah. then there's an antigen, which is like a label stuck onto those MGC things. MHC molecules, yes. MHC molecules. Okay, right. so okay. Got it. just imagine like each cell has a name tag, right? And that name right. tag is called an antigen. So a cell's making its own label saying, hi, I am a skin cell. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it, got it. Um, And the body presents, right, normal self-antigens. So that phagocytes, which are basically just white blood cells that run around in your circulatory system looking for pathogens to kill, don't kill off normal cells, right? Okay, okay. Uh, the molecules that are present on the surface of body cells are called MHC1. By the molecules, you mean both the glue and the label? Is that what you're saying is the molecule? No, the MHC1 molecule is just the glue. The self-antigen is the protein that attaches to that glue. Okay, all right. Okay, and then um, when a phagocyte, right, which is just, again, a normal white blood cell that kills pathogens um specifically a a macrophage which is a type of white blood cell ingests a pathogen so you have a pathogen and it's running around in your circulatory system the um a a, a macrophage identifies it um, because it's probably releasing toxic compounds or things along those lines and so that alerts the body to send uh, macrophages to that? that area because pathogens are bad, and that's how they cause disease, by releasing toxic compounds. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah, so, they so usually... The, the, so, so this uh, white blood cell sees that something is not right, and it goes to that cell, and it ingests it, did you say? Yeah, ingests it through phagocytosis. <laughs> like it eats uh, it? Yeah, precisely. So... Each cell has a very fluid membrane, right? And so a phagocyte is able to engulf that um, pathogen and then form a little vesicle, right, um, around it. And But now this, this little pathogen is inside this larger cell and it binds with a lysosome, which is a organelle. And then the lysosome um, releases digestive enzymes and completely Sorry, destroys... Sorry, the lysosome, the lysosome belongs to the white blood cell. Yeah, exactly. It's just a little organelle inside the white blood cell. So this is like a Venus flytrap almost, or those picture tube things. It engulfs the pathogen and it digests it using its own whatever. But what's interesting about macrophages is that then, um, after they ingest that specific pathogen, um, they almost like 
adopt that pathogen's antigens, right? And this is the second type of, of MHC. MHC2 are non-self molecules that glue to non-self antigens. So pathogens have their own set of markers, right? So, so like a bacteria also creates the glue and the label, but for itself, yeah, same kind of bacteria. Exactly. Do you, can you explain how, like, how a bacteria would see another bacteria's antigens or even how a white blood cell would see another cell's antigens? Um, completely random, mo- bumping around, you bump into it and you're like, oh, good, good, a friend. <laughs> but you bump into it and then what happens? Like, how does it know that this is a, a friendly antigen or a non-friendly antigen? Um, because, precisely because of the MHC molecules. So not oh, so the all glue the... is giving it away. Exactly. The glue binds Ah. to certain proteins, right? To certain antigens. And so it bumps into an antigen on another cell and they're like, oh, wow, I I recognize this one. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And so when that doesn't happen, right, when a phagocyte, most probably a macrophage, bumps into a pathogen and is like, okay, this is, I don't recognize this, this is bad, right? Um, they engulf it through phagocytosis, create a little vesicle around it, and destroy it. Um, but that's non-specific. For the specific, they then get that specific bacteria's antigens and start expressing it on the surface of their own cells. Sorry. So the so the the white blood cell eats the uh, pathogen, yeah. but then it takes the pathogen's label, copies it, and puts it onto itself. Exactly on its own membrane. That's pretty metal. phagocyte right the macrophage leaves the capillaries (laughs) leaves the small blood vessels yeah exactly leaves the small blood vessels where it's uh where it was floating around looking for pathogens Mm -hmm. and travels through tissues that's all you really would need to know does it leave randomly or does it leave because it's now engulfed and eaten another pathogen it leaves because it's now uh, engulfed the pathogen. Okay, so white blood cells that haven't eaten something yet don't leave the bloodstream. Yeah. Okay. And also, it would be very dangerous, right? If you have a phagocyte that's running around the bloodstream with the antigens of a pathogen and another phagocyte see, like touches it. <laughs> right, uh, it would, yeah. It, yeah, phagocyte war. <laughs> okay. Um, so the phagocyte catches something else, takes its label, and then leaves the bloodstream. Yeah, exactly. It's done its job. And then it yeah, goes to tissues or lymph nodes, whatever you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then in the tissues, there's another type of white blood cell called a lymphocyte. <laughs> okay, so a phagocyte and a lymphocyte. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the main difference between phagocytes and lymphocytes is that lymphocytes drive uh, the specific immune response. Whereas phagocytes just eat anything. Do you have, like, do you have like, like a layman's term for these, for these things? What's a layman's term? Like a, like a simple, simple name, like a common name for referring to a phagocyte or a lymphocyte? Or is it just, is this it? <laughs> uh, I think you should ask why biologists do this. The way okay. I try, the way I try and remember it, right, is yep. you, you you have a um, 
phagocyte is non-specific and lymphocyte is specific. And the way you remember this is that lymphocyte is refers closely to lymph nodes, right? So they're hanging around in the lymph nodes, whereas your phagocytes are hanging around in your capillaries. <laughs> Did not help, but thank you for the approach. <laughs> well, it's it's good if you know what a lymph node is and if you know what a capillary is. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they go to the phagocytes go to a lymph node or wherever they hang out and then they meet up with a lymphocyte Precise. see you're good at it <laughs> okay and um and it's a specific type of lymphocyte called a helper t so a helper t lymphocyte why the t don't ask me no clue just remember that it's a helper so it doesn't actually do anything all that the helper T lymphocytes do is that they bind to um, the non-self antigens on the surface of the macrophage, right? So they, the helper T sees they the They put macro- their hands in the label. Exactly. They, they okay. attach to the label, right, on the surface of that um, macrophage or phagocyte. And then um, now their own um, MHC molecules conform, right, to that. Um, antigen. What do you mean? Well, they had certain MHC molecules, right? And now they begin <clears throat> to present MHC molecules that are that would perfectly fit the antigen. So their MHC molecules change. So they're copying the kind of glue that the pathogen would use. Yeah, precisely. So the helper okay. T lymphocyte has the um, like MHC glue that they create in accordance to the antigens that were gifted to them by the mm-hmm. phagocyte. Mm-hmm. And then um, these helper T lymphocytes um, look for another type of lymphocyte called a B lymphocyte that also hangs around in the lymph nodes. Is there a fun little name for that, like like helper? or? Um, and so there's two different types of B lymphocytes. <laughs> Babe, is this relevant? <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very relevant. But oh we're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so there are two kinds of uh, lymphocytes? lymphocytes. Precisely. Well, so far we've, we've covered helper T lymphocytes, and now we're going into B lymphocytes. But then there's mm-hmm. a subsection to the B lymphocytes. Economics is much simpler than this. <laughs> You know, we're just more intelligent than you guys. What can, we, what can I say? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so B lymphocytes, their one and only function, basically, is to secrete antibodies. And here's where the very cool, very like attack-oriented part of the immune system comes into play. Antibodies are these large Y-shaped proteins. Just imagine a Y. Right, you have these four polypeptide chains, which are just protein, <clears throat> polypeptide protein. They have these four polypeptide chains, and um, in the shape of a Y, right? And then at the ends of these, at the ends of both arms of these two Y branches, um, is where they bind to that specific antigen um, from the from the pathogen. Um, and then that, that, so that end of that arm is called the variable part of the antibody because depending on the antigen, it will be different. So the this B lymphocyte <laughs> yeah. makes 
an antibody, which yeah. I'm going to consider is a stick with two forks on the end of it, on either end. Beautiful. Yeah. So the stick is standard and not variable, and they're putting mm -hmm. on different forks to match the different pathogen antigen, pathogen antigen. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And so you have the helper T lymphocyte, right? What that now has that antigen, and then it by it binds to the B lymphocyte and says, "Dude, start producing antibodies that bind to this to this specific antigen." Okay. So the antigen antibody right interaction is specific. The antibody will bind to a specific antigen. Okay. Um, and then the role a specific of antigens antigen... variable arms. No, no, no. The spe... the antigen will bind to the antibodies variable. Yes, antibodies variable arms. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like mixing up who has the antigens and who has the antibodies is difficult. <laughs> I just try to remember, remember it like this, okay? It's like anti-gents. So like gents, like gentlemen. So like all, all, all the men have it. Like everybody has it. Antigens, all the cells have it. It's very universal. <laughs> <laughs> and then antibody is like close to nobody. So like almost nobody has antibodies in fact nobody has antibodies um antibodies are just created in response to the gents when they're mean right sophia do you know that everybody has a body well but nobody <laughs> sounds like antibody <laughs> sounds like body but yes okay <laughs> you know you're against the body which is why nobody has it <laughs> okay <laughs> And then these um, antibodies serve a large variety of functions, right? They can um, neutralize the the pathogens by making them stop make, making them stop releasing toxic compounds. They can oponize, which is basically mark them so that more phagocytes are attracted to those pathogens and subsequently destroy them. They can agglutinize them which basically makes all the pathogens accumulate making sorry I don't, I don't understand easier. what an antibody is doing is an antibody just like to identify a pathogen antigen um, or does so, it serve an actual attacking function like you're mentioning um a, a couple things like you have this this um pathogen and it has it, its antigens right and then you have um these antibodies that are released into the bloodstream and they bind specifically to the antigens of yep, that specific pathogen, right? And then, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they serve their own attack function. But it's less of an attack, like they can't destroy the bacteria and it's more of a neutralizing um, attack. Why is it different to what a phagocyte does in that it identifies pathogens and then destroys them? Because it doesn't destroy them. And they're also, um, and this is very interesting, the B lymphocytes, um, after they come into contact with the helper T lymphocytes, start multiplying like at an increased rate, right? It's called clonal selection. They just clone Sorry, uh, the a crazy B amount. lymphocyte comes into contact with the helper C. Helper T. And then the helper T. And then the B lymphocytes duplicate a bunch? Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
to produce so goes, more antibodies faster? Yeah, exactly. So it goes macrophage, okay, helper T, D lymphocyte, crazy amount of cl- of cloning, right? And then um, you have the two types of B lymphocytes that I had mentioned earlier. You have the plasma cells and you have the memory cells. We're going to go into the memory cells at a later date, <laughs> um, meaning in five minutes. <laughs> we're now, right now, we're only focusing on the plasma cells. Plasma cells last a very short amount of time. They usually stay in the body for five to six days, and they produce 2,000 antibodies per second. <laughs> Seems like a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And they're releasing this crazy amount of antibody into the bloodstream, right? And so you have all these antibodies that are all made for a specific antigen, and they go into the bloodstream, and they can only bind to that specific pathogen, right? And then they almost, like, overwhelm the pathogen. So they, like, block all of the all of its ways to replicate. They don't allow it to, like release toxic compounds anymore they bring attention to them and bring a bunch of phagocytes to them so they can be engulfed you know they they made kind of move all the pathogens together um which is called agglutination which makes it easier for the phagocytes to go and kill them um but the phagocytes aren't as efficient as the antibodies are they don't replicate fast enough and they aren't like looking for a specific pathogen right they're just looking for any pathogen and and then they have no way of attracting more phagocytes for example to that area they're kind of alone right and so you kill one here you kill another one there um the whole point here is that the specific immune system is only activated when the phagocytes are completely overwhelmed and they're like we don't know what to do because we can't replicate fast enough to kill off all this bacteria and we don't know how to like find all this bacteria fast enough when you have a specific like it's like having a a general like army person versus having an assassin right so you have an assassin with a specific target and they're going there to kill that specific target versus a general like army person is kind of just like in the field trying to find like a, a general enemy right you an assassin is much more efficient in the killing off of a specific person Okay, so remember those memory cells that I mentioned a big a bit a bit ago? Yes. So um, they're also very important for the body, right? Because let's say you have all these plasma cells; they have been able to completely um, inundate the pathogen with antibodies, right? Now, what you have to do is maintain a memory of that pathogen inside of the body. Right. And make it so that next time that the pathogen enters the body, if it enters the body, um, the body doesn't have to go through the whole process of, you know, um, phagocyte eats the pathogen, starts expressing its antigens, goes to the lymph, activates the helper T cells that activates the um, the 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 B cells that reproduces into, you know, um, through clonal selection into plasma cells and memory cells. Rather than having to go through that that whole process, memory cells store um, inside, uh, like uh, inside of them, right? Like the um, the antibodies necessary to combat um, that specific pathogen. And so, um, if there, if the body ever comes into contact again, right, with that pathogen they're able to quickly replicate and then like release all those antibodies uh, 
Um, and this brings us um, to conclude, right, um, into ABO blood groups. <laughs> and you may be like, you may ask me, what in the world do blood groups have to do with antigens and antibodies? <laughs> ask me that. Sophia, let me ask you first. Should I know my own blood group? Uh, you should definitely know your own blood group. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> yes, well, no one expects that from a business major, now do they? <laughs> <laughs> what do blood types have to do with whatever you were talking about just now? Okay, so <laughs> you have four different types of blood. You have um, O, like blood group O, A, B, and AB, right? Blood O, for example, has no antigens. It's one of the few cells that huh. just doesn't have a marker. <laughs> okay. Right? And then um, blood A has A antigens. Well, uh, we call them A markers. They're not complex enough to be considered an antigen. <laughs> um, blood, like blood group B has B markers, and blood group AB has both A and B. So then can I ask, to clarify my understanding of phagocytes, are phagocytes only attacking things that have other markers or that have no markers? They're attacking things that have non-self markers. Ah, interesting. Okay. So yeah. they wouldn't attack a thing without a marker. Yeah, they wouldn't. And so um, it's called MHC2, right? The glue that um, holds non-self antigens. When you say self, do you mean like an individual person or like human beings? Um, these are pretty universal to all human beings. Okay. So all humans have the same glue, but yeah. bacteria and viruses don't have the same glue. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, and so you have, um, so, you, so your blood, right, has these like O group, A group, B group, AB group. You know, have you ever heard of like people who... Um, get a blood transfusion and it goes horribly wrong like that this yes. is something that happens right if you don't get the correct blood type your body yes. like dies <laughs> so i should know my blood type correct <laughs> yeah so you should definitely know your blood type <laughs> okay so why this happens is because um if you have for example uh blood group o that has no antigens right and then you receive a transfusion of blood group A, right? That has A antigens. Mm -hmm. Your body's genes, or specifically the, your body's phagocytes, don't know what the blood A antigen is. Ah, okay. Yeah, so they view the blood A antigen as a non-self antigen, as a pathogen. Okay. Right. And um, this can lead to a horrible, horrible, like, mistake. Sure, you attack right? your own blood. Yeah, exactly. How does your body know your own antigen? If you're like a, if you're like an A-type blood, how does your body know that you're A-type? Just from well, birth? Or... Yeah, it's in the gene. It's in the genetic code. So, like, your body produces... Um, a antigens or B antigens or A B antigens. It's just okay. something you're born with. Okay. So the problem is that if you get the wrong blood type, you have the wrong antigens, which make your body's white blood cells, the phagocytes, think that your blood is a foreigner or yeah. a pathogen. 
and so it engulfs and attacks them. Yeah, and so you'd have a like full full body reaction, right, to that blood transfusion, and you and it 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 is like life threatening. Does it also cause a specific response, like like it'll take it up to the helper t helper B cell and stuff, and cause antibodies for your blood? Yeah, most likely, and so you would have like a a full wow. body <laughs> destruction of your own blood. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and this and... is why O can be given to anybody. Exactly, because it has no antigen. You're so smart. Oh. And so which one can take any type of transfusion? Um, Remember, you have O, you have A, you have B, and you have AB. Anybody can take O. Anybody can take O because it has no antigens. So which one right. has all the antigens? AB. Exactly. So AB so, can take oh AB can take an A and a B and a an O and an yeah AB. exactly. <laughs> so I'm O, meaning I'm a universal donor, but I can only receive blood from O's. <laughs> wow, truly a giver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and AB people can basically only give blood to AB people and receive everything. So if you ever I'm meet an AB, AB person, person. <laughs> so if you ever meet an AB person, you already know they're egotistical. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so that about summarizes like everything you gotta know about the third line of defense in less than forty minutes. <laughs> Very interesting. I um will now retain this for about thirty minutes. Well, <laughs> unfortunately for our class, our test is in a week. <laughs> uh, unfortunate. Very interesting, Sophia. Thank you. Uh, I learned something far outside my comfort zone. I've learned that I should know my blood type and I should know why I know my blood type. <laughs> and I've learned about the impenetrability of biological terminology. <laughs> I try.